Let's talk about abundance mindset and spiritual world bypassing. How's that for an intro today? <laughs> Welcome to Mind Money Balance. I'm your host, Lindsay Bryan Podvin. I'm a woman of color, popcorn connoisseur, and one of the first financial therapists in the United States. This is the weekly podcast all about making money feel good in your relationship. The No Guilt, No Shame podcast, so you can stand in your power as a couple. Let's go. So I prickle. I get like the uh, the goosebumps, the irritation when somebody's like, oh, you do money mindset? Because I freak out internally that they are lumping me in with these folks who regularly engage in spiritual bypassing. So I wanted to do an episode to help kind of suss out how we can engage in positive money mindset in an abundance mindset without engaging in harmful spiritual bypassing, whether that spiritual bypassing is towards us or towards others. And the reason that this has come up is because, again, we are in the midst of a racial revolution. We are moving, hopefully, towards a more just and equitable world. And so people have been being called out for engaging in spiritual bypassing. So I saw that come up in one world, and I also see it happen a lot in the financial space, in the money world, with a lot of people saying stuff about manifesting and abundance. So I wanted to address it in the space in which I exist, which is I exist in two worlds. My belief set is that you can have science and spirituality. They can coexist and they can coexist in harmony, but they cannot coexist when you only live in this sparkly blinders on world of spirituality. So let's first define what the heck I'm talking about. What is spiritual bypassing? So shocker, it's been around a really long time. So back in the 60s and 70s when there was, you know, the hippie movement, there were a lot of people who were pulling from Buddhist roots, right? They were starting to kind of study Buddhism. They were starting to engage in, you know, quote unquote, Eastern practices like yoga. And so John Wellwood in the 80s, I can't remember if he was a psychoanalyst or psychologist. I'm sure you can Google it and find it out. But in the early 80s, he defined spiritual bypassing as, quote, using spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep personal or emotional business, to shore up a shaky sense of self, or to belittle the needs, feelings, and developmental tasks, unquote. So a a simpler way to kind of understand what spiritual bypassing is, is more or less you and only you are 100% responsible for the things that happened to you or that you have done and or you've chosen the things that have happened to you because of the energy that you have put out in the world. So again, I'm a fan of examples. That's how my brain works best. So let me kind of throw out some ways that you might have seen or heard spiritual bypassing show up. It might sound like 
ending poverty is as easy as embodying an abundance mindset. It might sound like overcoming physical and mental illness is as simple as nourishing yourself with sustainable, nutrient-dense, locally sourced food sources, right? Eating vitamins and minerals and drinking your water will cure not only your knee pain, but also your mental illness. <laughs> Spiritual bypassing might sound like we could end pollution if you detoxed your body and became a conscious consumer. Or anger and drama are not helpful. You could be a peaceful person if you just meditated and did yoga more. <laughs> so I hope you could hear all my snark as I rattled those things off. But now you're probably going, oh my gosh, I totally double tap on people on Instagram who have these woo-woo quotes that are definitely spiritual bypassing, right? So these kinds of thoughts, they are really, really problematic in the, the new world spirituality that has like exploded over the past five, 10 years. And it happens because people get uncomfortable acknowledging that they somehow either have problems or advantages that might not just be theirs, right? So if you listen to a previous episode where I talked about intersectionality, I defined white privilege then, this would be a good time to listen back to that one. But it, it is that same kind of idea of like, I'm going to keep my blinders on, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do yoga, I'm going to go to church, and everything is going to be solved because if I'm a good person and I radiate good vibes, all is right in the world, and I am not here for it, okay? So when it comes to money mindset, we often hear scarcity mindset and abundance mindset taught to us in the money mindset space, which is why I mentioned at the top of this episode, I get really uncomfortable when people define me or define my work as money mindset work, because it gets a little bit too close for me to the spiritual bypass fire. So let me share a little bit of how you might have heard abundance mindset or scarcity mindset being taught in the personal finance or money world. So you might hear that scarcity means you believe you'll never have enough money, there is a finite amount of money, and there is a lack of money. And on the flip side of that, abundance mindset means there's more than enough, there's more than enough money to go around, and that, you know, there there is there's an overflow. There is an abundance of money in the world. And I think we can take pieces of that, but we also have to acknowledge the other things that are going on culturally, systematically, and within ourselves, right? So I like to help my clients straddle both worlds of engaging with the science of positive psychology and of positive thinking and not discrediting the real barriers that each of us have in our lives depending on the way in which we show up in the world. One of 
my friend, my dear friends, who really straddles this world beautifully of existing in science and spirituality is Leslie Tagorda. I am a huge fan of her. And then also just like, she's a good friend of mine. She's a fellow fella, Hapa, which is half Asian Pacific American. We're both biracial. We're both half Filipina. And she did a beautiful training on the astrology of a revolution. And what she did in that training is showed us, yes, the stars and the planets are aligned for this revolution. And now is the perfect time, and I am totally crediting this to her, to move from appropriation to appreciation and to move from resignation to recognition, right? Like, This is exactly what I'm talking about, is we don't want to steal things from other cultures or other spiritualities without recognizing and understanding where they come from. We don't want to cherry pick the cute, Insta-worthy, retweetable things and forget about how we ended up there. We don't want to resign ourselves from this work. We don't want to say, well... I don't spiritually bypass, so I don't have to engage in checking my my fellow yogi friends who do spiritually bypass, right? Like, we cannot do that anymore. Again, Leslie said we have to move from appropriation to appreciation and from resignation to recognition. And that is what I believe can happen by cultivating a money mindset that takes into accountability and takes into consideration the realities of the world in which we live. Which brings me to, okay, Lindsay, well, now what? You did a really great job of telling us all the dangers of spiritually bypassing, but what do we do with this? So I'm here to give you guys some good news. It is possible to cultivate an abundance mindset without spiritually bypassing yourself or others. And that looks like existing in two worlds. That looks like including the word and into this work. So the way that we do this is we hold on to gratitude and optimism and positivity and the very real objections or barriers that we experience in our lives. Let me give you an example, a personal example that of, of how to do this. So a, an appropriate abundance mindset that doesn't make me spiritual bypass myself, I know that was a mouthful, would sound like, I believe I can earn more money and I acknowledge it will be harder because I've been traditionally trained as a social worker. So let's break that down. Believing I can earn more money is a an abundant thing to believe that I have the capacity to bring in more money and to generate more revenue, right? And I acknowledge it will be harder because I was trained as a social worker. And what I mean by that is that being trained as a social worker in the United States means hearing the message again and again and existing within systems that again and again tell you 
that you can't be a social worker and have nice things. You can't be a social worker and make a good living. You are constantly told that you should be thankful to have a job. Like I quite literally in my, was it my first or my second job? Anyway, I was basically told I should be thankful that I'm even getting paid as a social worker because I'm doing basically volunteer work, right? I was told that by a supervisor of a nonprofit. And I have a master's degree in social work. So not only did I have to go through four years of undergraduate school, I also had to go under another 18, 24 months of higher education training, putting me in the league of 9% of Americans who have master's degrees, right? And again, I've talked about this before, but I will talk about it again. No other mid-level healthcare provider gets the type of money shade that us social workers do, right? My nurse practitioners, my physician's assistants, my other psyche or not psychiatric, but my other psychological folks who have master's degrees, they are not subjected to the same type of you should be grateful that you earn money as us social workers are. We are trained from the jump that social workers shouldn't care about money, that we didn't choose this field because money was important to us. So I do believe I can earn a good income and I acknowledge it will be harder because the system is stacked against social workers earning money. And again, we know, look at the data, do a little Googling, who are social workers? Mostly women and mostly we have a higher rate of BIPOC folks in the social work field, right? So you can do a little Googling to know why that's hard to overcome, right? So this is how you can cultivate an abundance mindset by using the word and. I can do X and I acknowledge my specific barriers, right? So science and spirituality can coexist, but I don't want you to fall into the the gross spiritual bypassing that I see exist and I see perpetuated within the fields of, of, you know, like spiritual boss babes. And you guys know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. These accounts exist and they perpetuate dangerous beliefs that shame people who have not risen to a particular economic level, right? They shame you by saying like, well, you just didn't manifest hard enough, which is like, what the does that mean? (laughs) Right? So that is, is what I'm trying to say today. I'm trying to help you to discern what is harmful and to cultivate the things that are helpful. So you can have a healthy relationship with your money that doesn't shame you, that doesn't tell you you weren't praying hard enough or you weren't manifesting hard enough. Right? So I hope that that really helps you to, to see what what powerful things can exist in the world when we allow ourselves to see positivity and to see abundance and we do not discredit the very real barriers that many of us in the world experience. So yeah, that is my episode for today. I'm feeling uh, up on my soapbox a little bit, but I'm allowed and you are also allowed. I'm going to go on a tangent. I can feel it coming up. (laughs) Remember 
when I said one of those spiritual bypassing things can be that like anger and drama aren't helpful and they could be stopped if you just like prayed or did yoga or meditated more. I want to say, as a proud Scorpio rising, that sometimes anger and drama are exactly what you need to express, to feel, and to show up in the world. So get out your soapbox, get loud, get angry, get dramatic. There's nothing wrong with feeling your feelings. That's a little sidebar, but it just came to me. I felt like it was important to share. So sending you good vibes, and a discerning mindset as you engage in this money mindset work. Have you requested access to my private Instagram community at Mind Money Community? Learn from and connect with others in similar situations as we talk about what we've done to keep our relationships alive and thriving. On Mondays, I share money tips. Thursdays, I go live answering your questions. And Fridays are reserved for fun. Hope to see you there at Mind Money Community. Neither the host or guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, medical, or other professional information. If you want professional help, please seek it out.